0: Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're Out to Lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style.
1: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. While the men and women who serve in the military make untold sacrifices to serve their country, when they come home they face a unique set of challenges, especially when it comes to starting a business. According to the most recent statistics in the U.S., fewer than 6% of all businesses are owned by military veterans. And of those roughly 338,000, only 10% are owned by black veterans. As a result, there are significant hurdles these business owners and entrepreneurs have to scale there are also some unique opportunities. With me today to discuss this is Craig Stevens, president of Genesis 360, a Baton Rouge-based company that acts like a one-stop shop providing services related to building maintenance, ground maintenance, and construction, as well as some IT services. Craig started the company in 2011 as a parking lot striping company, so the scope of services was limited. But it quickly grew as Craig began offering more and more services to clients that now span the country and include commercial businesses and the federal government. Craig is a retired Air Force officer who served for 25 years in the U.S., Europe, and Asia before retiring as a captain of the 93rd Bomb Squadron. And from there, he went to serve as director of operations for Circle K before founding Genesis 360. Craig is a native of Opelousas who now lives in Baton Rouge. And it's great to see you again, Craig, and to have you here on Out to Lunch. Welcome.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: With me and Craig at the table is Xavier Huskins, managing partner of DXi Health Solutions, a Baton Rouge-based company that specializes in orthotics, joint replacement implants, spinal hardware, bone growth hardware, and disposable medical equipment. Xavier and his partner David Hyde founded the company also in 2011, and Xavier spent a dozen years in the pharmaceutical industry before that. He also is a veteran. He served in the U.S. Army in Korea and in the United States after graduating from Ole Miss. Xavier and Craig also know each other because they were both members of the first class in the Baton Rouge Area Chamber's Drive Minority Business Accelerator Program, which was held during the fall of 2022. So I look forward to hearing about what a program like that can do for a minority business owner such as you both. And glad that y'all already know each other. That'll make make it nice and fun to visit. Thank you Welcome, for having Xavier. us. Absolutely. Thank you for,
3: Thank you for having us.
1: So, Craig, tell me just a little bit, because Genesis 360 really covers a whole lot of ground, Mm -hmm. and you all provide a suite of services that I think is probably very useful to a whole bunch of different companies.
2: Yeah, so with Genesis 360, um, we have four divisions. Uh, The first one is construction, and it's mostly horizontal construction. When I say horizontal, it's more of coastal restoration type um, jobs. It's uh, building floodwall, a lot of Army Corps of engineer um, work that we do. Um, across the U.S. Uh, the second division is ground maintenance. So it's everything from lawn landscaping to parking lot striping and uh, snow removal up north in Maryland. Uh, third division is building maintenance. So think of uh, inside of a building, anything related to the inside of a building to include janitorial. Um, and then the last one is IT services, which is the, uh, the anomaly. Uh, but uh, IT is, uh, is what my degree is in and is what I did in the Air Force as well for a part of my career so i always knew i was going to launch the it division um it was i didn't launch it until july of last year and it's um it's going to be our biggest division by far
1: wow but craig this is a i mean that's a that's a very wide suite of services um do you have a huge workforce
2: yeah so uh-huh. I, I wouldn't say huge i mean we're still a small company right so we have um 92 employees uh, throughout the the u.s um but you know as a general contractor uh, just think on the construction side. A lot of the work is subcontracted through um, other businesses. You know, we just think about if you're doing any kind of uh, vertical construction, where you have AC, plumbing, electrical. Those are all specialty services where you subcontract those services out. So, we we do have a good a good strong team, um, and we're growing rapidly. Uh, but we also partner with good companies to subcontract to.
1: Excellent. Well, I want to find out about how you got started, but Xavier, I want to find out a little bit about your company. And so, you were already sort of in the medical world, pharmaceutical sales and such. Yes. What? How? How did you decide to launch on your own?
3: Well, I, I will tell you, um, <clears throat> we were. I was in pharmaceutical sales for about twelve years, and then uh, had a very successful career. But in 2010, I was part of a massive downsizing yeah. that went year. on. In, that went on in that industry, and so. Um, um, during that time I, I was, I, I've had so many years that I had a very nice severance package and I'd always dreamed of really starting my own business. And I was like, so why not this time? So, uh, had a lot of great relationships in the medical field. So, uh, right when I got the notice, I kind of traveled around to visit all my customers to let them know I was leaving the industry, but that I wanted to still be a resource to them if I could. And, um, uh, I told them I won't have the pills anymore, but if there's something you'd like me to take care of for your patients, I'd be willing to do it. And so many they gave me a huge list of different things they'd like me to do. But uh, we kind of ended up uh, agreeing that probably orthotics and things of that nature, uh, wrist splints, knee braces, whatever it was, they would trust us to do it and so i didn't know anything about that so
1: that was my question because this is not this sounds like it's a pretty specialized area right yes it, it is not just like a brace you go get at the walgreens but it is. implants even as well yeah. right like artificial joints even? so
3: let me tell you what we did with that so that that was something we eventually evolved to but in the beginning it was uh simple off the shelf items that uh i could be trained to do uh, we, we started by kind of you know reaching out to folks in the industry to, to help us train and find out where we could find certifications to get us trained up to do it. But in those events, for the very the really specialized stuff, we partnered with people who were already in, the special, in that specialty and kind of brought them on as partners we, we, uh, or, or more or less uh, joint venture type deals uh, because we coming from pharmaceutical sales, we were good at the service end. So, we wanted to take what we learned in pharmaceutical sales from service and custom relationships and take that into that industry and that's how we were able to get started
1: very interesting and Craig, I want to go back to because when you mentioned army coastal restoration work mm-hmm. that is a very specialized niche um, Have you been able to get Army Corps contracts do you think because of your military credentials or does that is that just coincidental
2: no i I think it's it initially, is, it began with um, some of the certifications that we have. Um, one is a service-disabled veteran certification. Um, the other one is a 8A certification, which is a, for minority-owned um, business through the Small Business Administration. And so uh, I would like to tell you that it just happened overnight, but it didn't. Um, so our first contract with the Army Corps... Uh, you know, uh, my humble beginnings. I made 68 bucks on. There you go. At
1: least you didn't lose money. <laughs> I didn't lose money.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and and eventually the big projects came. And so our first big project with the Army Corps was three and a half million dollars to build a flood wall in downtown Baton Rouge. And so it just grew from there. And, and they're our biggest customer right now.
1: And so then, I mean, you had to go out and hire and scale up to do this. I yeah. So, huh? Yeah.
2: You know, at, when you're starting a business, it's like raising a kid, right? It, it takes a village. And, you know, the I had to depend on people that were more experienced to me in the federal market and in the heavy civil market. So we partnered with other companies that has done a lot of work with the Army Corps of Engineers and had a good reputation and. And we're able to, you know, get our first couple of projects with them. And then after that, you take the training wheels off and you just find a way how to do it yourself.
1: Yeah. Excellent. So how now a little more than a decade in for both of you, how are your businesses doing? You're how how you all over the country, Xavier, or mostly regional?
3: We're mostly a regional provider. I, I will tell you prior to the pandemic, we were scaled up and pretty big. We, we did take some hits during the pandemic just from... Uh, some closures of some of the, uh, you know, facilities not being able to do some of the procedures that they normally do, Uh, just some restrictions that took place kind of did have an effect on our business. But I will tell you in the last couple of years since coming out of the pandemic, we're ramping back up, Uh, you know, uh, our business is growing. Um, So we, I think right now we have maybe 15 full-time employees, Um, so our, our business is doing well, but I'm, I, I, would, I wouldn't I would be telling the truth if I tell you we weren't affected by the pandemic. It, it changed the way we sure. did a lot of things. And We're doing ch- a lot more home care where people used to come in our office. We probably see a lot more people probably do a lot. We we made more use of technology from FaceTime, uh, you know, remote Uh, in talking to patients and you know so we've had to use more technology. So
1: then do you sell directly to the patient or do you sell to the provider? Do you sell to like the little shop that's in the orthopedic you know clinic or? I will tell you
3: we do a little bit probably a little bit and pieces of all of that. Uh, It depends on the market. It depends on the customer. I will tell you when we first started we just wanted to do any deal we could do, okay? So <laughs> anybody. We would do anything we could do. But over time, you've had to learn, hey, this is a good deal for us. This is not a good deal for us. Um, you know, it, it, if, it, if it's not a fit, you don't need to do it. Uh, there have been some, uh, some, some times where we were taking care of a, some patient groups here in Baton Rouge uh, from referrals from different hospitals, and it just financially didn't work for us. Um, but and we had to walk away from some of that business.
1: And so then you paid like by Medicare and Medicaid and commercial insurance Yeah a little,
3: little bit of all of that. I have a very diversified payer group uh, but but when you do when you do that, it's great to have all of that, but there are, there are when you there are audits and things you you signing up when you do those kind of things. So unfortunately, I've got a great crew of folks that have been able to, uh, make sure that we stay compliant, make sure we can respond timely. We got a very good reputation with all those institutions. Uh, so I've never, never been in any trouble with any of them. And, uh, we always get hard marks, uh, on our audits and on our inspections.
0: Okay.
1: And Craig, um, you also mentioned it, you said that's like your fastest growing and that's where I've, I feel like your heart and soul really is. You really seem to enjoy that. Um, Who are your IT clients?
2: Um, So today we have uh, Entergy. Um, They're our our biggest client. Um, And we started working with... Entergy, Louisiana, New Orleans, the whole thing? New Orleans. New Orleans right now, um, which covers um, Mississippi as well and and Arkansas. Uh, But they're our our biggest client, and um, and what we're doing with them is we're providing um, value reseller. So if they need um, servers... Any kind of laptops, peripherals, we'll, we'll supply all those to them. And then the other customer, one of the other customers we have is Blue Cross Blue Shield. Wow. And so we're, we're doing staff augmentation for them, so providing data analysts and things of that sort. So um, it's great to start with two local companies, um, and, and we've, we've grown tremendously um, with both of them.
1: Excellent. So tell me a little bit about being a veteran owned business. And I know that that qualifies you, you know, enables you to qualify for certain kind of considerations. Mm -hmm. And does it make it easier to get contracts? Or are there more hoops you jump through? Is it a double edged sword?
3: I will, I will tell you that when I started my business, I just I didn't, I just set out to just make sure I could make an income for my family. I didn't set out to have a veteran owned business or minority owned business. I just set out to have and run a good small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just grown over time. So I was, I was kind of late to the game of realizing, okay, I'm running a successful business. Oh, by the way, I am a minority. Maybe I need to, if, if that's what an organization is looking to check a box, uh, for an opportunity or they're looking to support a veteran-owned small business then it gives i do like the idea but first and foremost i gotta run a good business and i gotta have a history of running a good business that just happens to be veteran-owned or run by
2: someone that looks like me
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good philosophy we'll yeah
2: get- no that's that's exactly right and i, and I echo what xavier's saying is that, um, when you first start a business, you, you know you, you don't raise the the minority flag or the service disabled veteran flag. It's more about how do I stay afloat, how do I how do I grow, and then eventually you realize, hey, you know, I have I have this potential set aside that people can g- give us opportunities on, and then you start to market in those areas. But um, you know, as as he said, it's more of how do I be a great company. That happens to be a veteran, that happens to be a minority.
1: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Craig Stevens of Genesis 360 and Xavier Hoskins of DXI Health Solutions. Y'all are both, you know each other, as I mentioned in your introduction, both members of the cohort from that initial BRAC accelerator class. Was it helpful? Uh, was, I'm sure it was enjoyable networking. Did you learn from that?
2: It? it has been great um, for a couple aspects. Number one, the greatest value I think in any of those uh, type of cohorts or CEO roundtables, whatever you want to call it, is the value that you gain by being around like-minded people. So that's always been the biggest value for me in any of these type of um, organizations. The second one is it, fo- it, it almost forces you to focus on the business instead of in the business. So as a business owner, you, you, a lot of times, you want to be at 30,000 feet, but you find yourself at ground zero in the weeds. But when you, when you go to these meetings and you have these uh, you know, homework and all those other things to, to do, it okay, how do I, let's talk about scaling the business. Where do I want to be five, 10 years down the road? You know, And how do I get there? So it really helps you refocus on, on how to work on the business instead of in the business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
3: I would I would echo the same things that Craig is saying, you know, I, I've really just for the as an example, this morning, I, I woke up this morning and realized there was a patient in that had been added for an, on a surgery yesterday. I had to jump up this morning, put my scrubs on, and I went to Hammond this morning to see that patient before coming back to get ready for this. So i am I've spent so much time working at the ground level, and I still will do it and yeah. uh, first of all, I think my team needs to see me do those things at time. but what I've learned from getting a chance to hang around business owners like Craig and Collis Temple and Nanette Gray and some of the other folks is that it's I'm not alone i'm I'm dealing with some of the same issues uh the same dis- great decisions bad decisions I've made i've I'm learning to really look at my numbers, understand cash flows, understand how to make my business bankable, understand profit and loss statements, understand, hey, there's something called social media. You've got to have a presence there. Um, Learning how to hire people, uh, learning about setting and establishing cultures in your business and making sure when I hire somebody, not just because they're talented, but are they a fit for my culture? And I've really learned so much from hanging out with folks like Craig and the, my other cohorts. It's it's been a this has been a true blessing for my business, and it's the right time for me.
1: That's great. That's really really great to hear. Have y'all had to go out and raise capital? You know, in and and if so, how has Baton Rouge been for that? Has it? Um... Yeah,
2: I haven't. I haven't had to. Look at any VC opportunities or anything like that. You know, are, um, are
1: you bank loans or are you self Yeah, so or?
2: so you know, starting out, you know, when I first started the company um, and I, I, I left corporate America, I had some uh, some stocks that I cashed in. So, you know, and it wasn't much. I had sixty thousand dollars to try to figure it out. So I told my wife, I said, "I got a year. We got a year to That's figure this thing great. out." And and so that that helped me get some traction, and and. Since then, we've, you know, we only borrow money when we have to buy equipment and things of that sort. Now, we have lines of credit, you know, in case we need it in any, any given instance, but we're, we're, we're pretty good financially, thank God, um, because of, you know, I think our business model of being so diversified. So construction ebbs and flows. But the maintenance and IT services, what I call wraparound services, they're what is also called mailbox money for us. So it's money coming in every month. So it doesn't, I don't panic when the construction project ends and I have to go look for another one. It's, we're, we're fine. You know, If we get another one, then great. But if not, we'll be fine financially.
3: Yeah. I will say, it's funny how the numbers work. So. My severance was about sixty thousand dollars as well. So, and uh, and then also I found out I had some money in another uh, retirement account that I had forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And 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 my wife was like, Oh yeah, we'll we're gonna catch up on some bills with that money. I was like, Well, we're probably gonna buy some lunches and we're probably gonna <laughs> buy some supplies. And I was able to kind of self-fund until my business stood up. And uh, unfortunately, also I had a business partner. That's, that's probably been one of the greatest things to, for me mm-hmm. is when I was down, he was up. When he would get down, we could kind of motivate each other. And if there are losses to be taken, it wasn't just from my family to take losses. There were a couple, There were two people to share in the successes and the bad times. So uh, I'm very thankful for my partner, uh, David Hyatt. We've we've been in, he and I were both in pharmaceutical sales and we got laid off on the same day, but we have an amazing synergy um, for business and working together. So I've been blessed to have a great partner. So I didn't have to do all of this by myself. We worked together. Uh, of course we, we do have lines of credit. Um, we, we did lean on some funding during the pandemic, uh, in some of the tough times, some of the PPP stuff, it really did help us stay afloat until our customer base came back. Mm So
1: that's great. Um, we talk a lot about the entrepreneurial culture in Baton Rouge, the startup culture. Do you all see where it has maybe improved in the in the decade plus that you've been in business, or you know, some, depending on the on the guests, sometimes we hear horror stories or people have to go out of market. I mean, do we have here what it takes to support businesses that are starting out and and scaling up?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it was. It, I'm probably different than most businesses where. I started getting contracts outside of Louisiana first and built past performance outside of Louisiana. Mm. And then I woke up one day and said, wait a minute, I live here, I pay taxes here, and a large portion of my revenue is not here. So when I when I got that revelation, I started marketing locally, and, and that's where the business really took off on a local level because I had the past performance already. And then the accolades started coming with some of the awards and things of that sort. So it was kind of a reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. I started outside of Louisiana and then grew inside. But to, to answer your question, the, the culture the, um, for entrepreneurs I think is great here. Um, you know, and I say for my, I, look most of my business is federal. So we have the Small Business Administration who's, who's a great support for, for organizations like mine. And you have others like uh, PTAC, who's now is changed to Apex. So you have, we have a good support organization, um, and I, you know, it's just figuring out how to how to grow locally is is can be difficult at times, right? Because you think about in the chemical industry. Um, you know, once you get in, you're in, but it's hard getting in that in in that door. Um, and so, you know, just breaking some of those barriers. I, I think it will help, help us scale a lot more.
1: And do you feel like you've gotten the support you need? Xavier? I,
3: I will, I will tell you that, uh, in, in healthcare, I, uh, first of all, I am excited with, uh, the efforts I'm seeing from the chamber and various organizations to reach out and to be, uh, incubators for a lot of the small businesses. I, 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 I will tell you being in healthcare, there are only a few different customers that I'm probably gonna deal with immediately. You know, uh, Our Lady of the Lake, the General, Auctioners of the World. I've gotta be, for me to do my business, I've gotta have relationships with those folks. Um, They, they, sometimes the the systems were hard to navigate for entrepreneurs because the incumbents are people who've been doing the business for so long. They just have the systems in place, but, I didn't I didn't I wouldn't say that I had as much of a difficult time, but I don't know now I'm much more aware of the resources that are available and I'm starting to utilize them myself to grow my business and I'm excited about what I'm seeing. So I I do believe the environment is there, but there's always room for
1: improvement. Well, Xavier Hoskins and Craig Stevens, you both have such interesting stories and companies that provide such invaluable service to so many, and that's after also giving of yourselves to serve this country. We thank you for that and are fortunate to have you both in Baton Rouge. Good luck with your continued success, and we will look forward to following your progress in the months and years to come.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having us today.
1: My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Xavier Hoskins of DXi Health Solutions and Craig Stevens of Genesis 360. You can find out more about DXi Health Solutions and Genesis 360 and hear our unedited conversation on the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our out to lunch baton rouge social media today's photos were taken by jt o'neill out to lunch is a production of ino broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 fm the producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style
0: on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System. Inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.